0: hi hey how are you
1: good how are you nice to see you
0: good so good to see you where are you today
1: uh i'm in la
0: nice are you in a car
1: no i'm in my hotel room like i've been here for like a month already and i've been trying to like find a more cozy place but i never know how much longer i'm staying so i'm always thinking it's just one more week and then it's not it just keeps going
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm super excited and for those that don't know that are watching us, this is uh Sweat Smarter, a podcast, or we call it a micro pod actually because we do everything as you know in micro. It's not not a 2-hour conversation. It's usually 20 yeah. minutes where we invite amazing guests that have, you know, great stories from the world of health, wellness, fitness, sports and and just talk about things and, you know, obviously to hear a lot about you and um, you know, you've been with us from day one. So it's I'm really, really excited to talk to you. And um and of course, I don't know if you saw, but I sent out an email every Thursday, and today uh we intro this. And and one thing I talked about, which you know, where is which is where I'm gonna start the the our little chat today is with with Breakpoint, the Netflix series. Because we're obsessed with it. Obviously, we love tennis and we love seeing you in it, and it was so good to see it. But we're also curious how how was it having a uh a crew around you all the time,
1: yeah, in the beginning was super weird i mean you you hear about it, you know reality shows and this, and it, I was a little bit nervous just because i didn 't know if it would disrupt what I usually do if i would if I would even handle it well, and then also I wanted to really be how I am, like natural and i didn't want it to come off like I really wanted to show the truth like how we really are and I was just nervous that maybe you know that wouldn't come off like as natural as we usually are so when I would say we're very like we're a bunch my team we I don't know how to say this in, in a cute way but there's like no filter so very quickly everyone became very comfortable and the thing I did notice that when it's like high pressure situations like moments before a match or something you're so into whatever you're doing that you really do forget because like if there's a little camera behind you there's such a bigger thing coming up that all your focus goes into that so we had I think more fun with it when we were more relaxed and you know on a day off or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see that. You know, you were so kind. You and your team let uh, myself and Gareth sit in the box, you know, during the match against Serena. And I felt like we were cheering on and there were 20,000 people that were cheering for Serena. How did that feel to have that pressure?
1: Oh, uh, that to this day, is like so crazy, but also so blurry. Like if I think back to that match, I think I was so much in my little zone of, you know, canceling things out and just playing tennis that I don't like it It went it went by so quickly. So but I do remember just, you know, certain points that I had lost and that were great. It was great tennis and the roar. I've never heard such a like loud noise in a stadium when yeah. I was playing Then and, and then silence when I'd hit like an amazing shot. I think yeah. that was the biggest thing that I was like this is just strange. Like I don't, yeah. I'm playing like well, and and I don't hear anything. Yeah. Um. Cause, cause you do get pumped up when you you like you play a good point and the crowd gets behind you. It's like this, yeah. like it's the adrenaline that, and like this time it was just like, Oh, like this, they're not happy with this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was amazing being there. We were obviously doing our best, but it was hard to, you know, you're outnumbered by 20,000. But for those that don't know, that was um, the, uh most viewed uh uh tennis match on ESPN I think ever the one that you guys played so it, it had huge huge ratings and it was a great match and amazing to be there what you mentioned something about you know you're in it and you're in the zone and and I'm so curious you know and I think a lot of people that watch are too is tennis is such a mind game and you know uh, there are uh, obviously there is all, the psychological aspect to any sport is huge but in particular in singles in tennis, you're out there, and normally you just have the opponent. This time you, you had a full stadium out at Flushing Meadows. But how do you like the mental game of tennis? How do you uh remain calm, focused, um, especially if you've played a bad point? Because for me that usually means a racket goes. But uh, how do you and that's probably why? you know, best players like yourself, find a way. I'm I'm just so curious, how do you prepare for that? How do you think and what do you do to stay in that zone?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. Like for me, in this whole journey, I've been doing this for a while. And I think I, I'm still, you know, every time I go out there, I have to re- remind myself of this. So when I was younger, it, it came really, it was a lot harder for me to understand it. But I accepted that, you know, once I'm out there, things at some point will go badly. Like there's no way you're going to play a perfect match. So there's going to be a negative reaction or whatever, but the key is that that's not a long time. So like you have the reaction, but then what you do after it is more important. So I think that's the biggest thing I, especially that match that I kept, you know, thinking about it because I did get down on myself at some point and you know, she, when she gets on a roll, it, it does get a little bit intimidating. And then when you have like uh, 20,000 people behind you, like against you, it, your mind can start spiraling. And I think that was the the best thing that helped me is just that whatever I did, I knew like I had 20 seconds to get my focus back and yeah. just get my mind in the right way. So that the next point I'm there, I never want to sacrifice extra points than the one that I just played badly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, um, inevitably we talk a lot about tennis cause we love it. And, and, um uh, but I'm also curious, have you ever thought about if you didn't play tennis and you still were a professional athlete, what would you do? What would be your sport?
1: You know, I, I think I, I wouldn't be in sports if I didn't no. play because I, I figured out early on when I was like, literally maybe six years old, my dad put me in like this camp for team handball, like, cause he was a handball professional at the time. And oh my God, like I was, I was hogging the ball. My mentality is so not as a team player. So for me, like tennis, and I already kind of, you know, was around tennis a little bit and I fell in love with it so quickly that I was not the kid that was, you know, bouncing around between sports and then at maybe 10 or 11, I picked one. I was obsessed from the beginning. And I think just the the mentality that i had wouldn't work for team sports and i mean apart from golf i don't know what else is out there that's like individual (laughs) and i would not be a good golfer so i don't know
0: yeah 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 no i can totally see that and i think that's how you get good right it's not because someone pushes you into it it's you're drawn into it you're attracted by it and then you just decide you make up your mind and you go um so uh Do you have, I didn't see any of this, but do you have any pre-match rituals that you go through? Like you do the same thing uh, over and over again?
1: Not really. Um, The thing I do like to do though, like I like to have enough time after my 30 minute warm-up until I go out there to just have time to myself. I don't like being even around my team. Like I like to be alone a lot on match days. I don't like, I don't talk a lot. And I usually have like my, my, my music. And I even sometimes like if I have a long delay, let's say a match before me goes longer, I will even like put on a show, like even if it's like 30, not too long, but just to get my mind from like away from tennis, because I like to overthink a lot. So I made this thing where I give myself maybe like 45 minutes of like talking with my coach of, you know, who I'm facing, what to take care of. And then just to try to like do everything to get my mind off it until it's really time. Because I've had times when I really like drain myself out from thinking, you know, first point, this, second, this. And it's like by the time I got there, I was exhausted. Yeah. So I really try, I think I learned a good uh, way just to, yeah, keep myself distracted, but still not where I'm like sleeping or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got it. So I have to actually, Gareth wants me to ask you this. What do you think of pickleball?
1: Okay. So if we're talking, you know, Sunday, Sunday barbecue with the fam and you want to do a little hobby, like perfect, go for it. But do not talk about it as a legit sport. Like, (laughs) I mean, or at least not like, don't compare it to tennis or anything like that. I just, I I can't get on board that much yet, but yeah, it's just like, I, I struggle to, to see it more than a little cute hobby.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Hey, we've talked a lot about tennis. Now I want to talk to you about some of, of your, um, you know, we, we talk about this, um, sweat smarter micropod through the lens of sort of fitness hacks that helps us get stronger. And we've had some really interesting people come on and, and talk about their little tips. Cause you, for you, obviously, you know, Being in shape both physically and mentally is is a huge component of of your game. Uh, Do you have something that, you know, you would say like, this is my little secret hack, whether it is through the lens of nutrition or recovery or training, other than obviously we'll get to a later on. But is there anything that you have that, you know, you feel like this, this is something that's unique and special that I've learned along the way?
1: Um, I've learned that less is more because I was really like, I used to train a lot. Like, Oh, I would put a lot of hours in and, and I don't think any of my injuries happen because of that. I'm never going to think that I just, you know, I, I look at my day now and I'm like, Whoa, I don't train as much anymore. And it's not, and it's the fact that I've learned how, what works best for me. And when you're young, you know the harder you train, the better you're going to get. And that's a great mentality to teach someone when you're trying to be the best. And I totally support that. But I do also think the older you get in your sport, you have to take the reins more than than your coaches. And it's it's a teamwork, you communicate. But I've learned that, yeah, I just, um, my gym time with rehab and just like those little annoying things that you do where you're not sweating you know, your butt off like, that's so crucial for me, just to keep my body um, almost like a well-oiled machine, you know? And yeah, like, I don't skip rehab ever, where maybe, you know, if I'm tired, I'll be like, "You, today is not a field day. Let's just skip that. But rehab is is a must every day.
0: That's really interesting. So for you, it's basically, you know, train less, but with more quality and really focus on recovery is like, is 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 sort of your hack versus trying that you're going to you know, always train yourself to peak by adding more volume because it was interesting when when we were listening to McEnroe's commentary when you were playing Serena, I said, I've never seen I love this fit. So, you know, as, as the match went on, you kept your uh, obviously physically you 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 looked really, really strong. And, and it's interesting to hear because you'd think normally that, oh, that's because you just train more. You train smarter. I would I would guess them.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know before I would panic if I'm not hitting the ball every day. And now like for example after my season's over I take let's say 2 weeks for myself just to chill and then my next 2 weeks are just physic physical like just running, gym, strength, um endurance, like no tennis. So that's like a month of me not really touching the ball. And mm. Isla at 22 would freak out. Now I'm yeah. just like I mean it it you know I don't panic because I don't need two months before I start the season. I just, you know, it, I just have that just comfortableness of belief that that's, I don't need to, I've hit so many balls up until now that it, it is muscle memory a lot more than, than it was. And, and that's okay. But yeah, like I, I definitely do put in the physical work, but it's not always like a full day of everything unless it's off season. That's a different thing off season, but yeah, I'm just a, a lot more mindful of what to do and when especially now also moving forward
0: yeah that's great and, and you know that's a perfect segue into Omorpho, because obviously you've been you know wearing our stuff for preseason season and as you build yourself up and so which of the products what's your favorite and and why and how do you use it maybe talk about that
1: well this is the thing i'm a Big tennis junkie, so I love just playing tennis. I genuinely do not like working out, (laughs) so I love wearing my uh, G tank and my uh, biker shorts because that's what I love practicing tennis in. But interestingly enough, when I do field workouts, I go for the crop and the tights, and then we employ uh, like we use the vest when we do like little things because I, I I obviously like I can't do my full you know two hours of running with it, so we we use it when when it's smart to. Put it on but so i pretty much use everything i guess
0: that's good you know we love that and also for uh for anyone watching Isla is doing a killer workout with our own tatiana it's up on in our app download the amorphal app it's also on youtube on the amorphal channel i think that was that was amazing we shot that (laughs) in la and it was a 20 minute workout and it was good work you guys were really sweating
1: I actually drove by the hotel where we were stayed at and where we shot it. And I, I told my dad, oh my God, I literally have PTSD from how tough that was. And it was only 20 minutes. Like it wasn't even long. And I <laughs> I, I hit the Fed Cup and I my my coach the coach was like, Why are you so sore? And I'm like,
0: Oh, don't worry. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it works, you know, gravity training works. So that's super cool. All right. Hey, I'm going to ask you some, uh, we have these rapid fire questions. Um, so, uh, and you just, you know, answer them as best you can. The first one is, uh, pickleball or paddle paddle. I love paddle. Sauna or ice baths.
1: I've never gone to a sauna, so I'm going to go ice baths. <laughs> Yeah. Someone asked me that the other day. You don't use sauna for recovery. I'm like, what? I live in Florida. Sauna every day.
0: Uh, As a a Swede, you know, Swedish, (laughs) Greek, I have to say, try the sauna. But anyway, I love ice baths. So uh, burpees or sprints?
1: Sprints because I literally did burpees with you guys only. I've never do burpees and I regretted it when we did it with that vest. Oh my god, no! Sprints. <laughs>
0: hey, I don't want anyone to be scared. It's not. <laughs> I mean, Isla is in tip top shake It was just they were. You got to try the workout yourselves. Everyone's curious now. So pancakes or crap or crepe?
1: Oh, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go like my mom's homemade crepes, otherwise pancakes.
0: Oh. Okay. Nice. Nice. Shout out to mom. Sparkling water or regular water?
1: Sparkling.
0: Go clubbing or go shopping?
1: Shopping. I'm too old for clubbing.
0: (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: It would be a burger, like double cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, pickles, and jalapeno peppers, crispy fries, and a Oreo milkshake.
0: Okay, that I love the specificity <laughs> of that answer. Oh, so good! Hey, do you have a favorite podcast other than obviously this one?
1: Uh, other than this one, I um, I listen to Call Her Daddy a lot, <laughs> um, and I like the Jay Shetty podcast. Like, I like to listen to him when I want to just better myself. Yeah, uh, but when, when I want to get my gossip in, I go with Call Her Daddy.
0: <laughs> yeah I've listened to that one a few times too it's really fun uh I'm not sure I'm the target for it but you know um hey I uh we're we're um we're almost up on on time here but I mean I i have just really really we've enjoyed working with you from the get-go and and uh love having you as an ambassador it's so so inspiring to see uh how great it is what what's what's next for you
1: Ooh, next. Um, I'd love to know, but no, um, you know, it's been a very tough year just with this injury. Cause it's, it's been a frustrating one to, to heal from, you know, surgery. And then just to get back to playing shape is a totally different ball game than just, you know, I've had some people in rehab be like, Oh, I did that. And I was back in three months and I'm like, yeah walking <laughs> um yeah. so it's just been you know longer than I would have liked and missing I mean Wimbledon's going on right now it literally like we have to turn off the TVs when I come to rehab because it's just it's heartbreaking but yeah. at the same time I I do see a lot of progress every day it's just um hard to kind of put a time frame on it but I definitely am shooting for US Open you know 100 percent
0: yeah yeah Oh, that's uh, we 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 can't wait to see you out there again. And I, and I can only imagine it must be tough, you know, with everything going on. We're not watching Wimbledon either since you're not there. So and you've done so well there in the past. So I'm sure that's tough, but you'll, you'll be back for it and stronger. And, and sometimes, you know, some players you see take a break due to injury and come back stronger because there's something, you know, the time off can actually be uh, an interesting reset and recharge because you guys are just constantly. That's what I saw. Also, when we are watching Breakpoint, there's this, there's, you guys are just on and on and on and traveling and playing. And so sometimes, you know, a break could be, uh, could be a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, I love that. Um, so anything else that we, we need to know that, you know, we, that I, I haven't already asked you. (laughs) I'm I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> like career related or <laughs> eat either, either, whatever you want whatever you want
1: um I mean honestly like ever I don't know the uh, since you're so open I uh, there's nothing been going on in my life other than me trying to rehab my knee and I'm yeah. I don't like there's it's crazy like I don't know if other people rehab their injuries like this like athletes but all my focus is on this to the point where it's sometimes not healthy. Um, and it's just like you just said, you know, um, sometimes we need the break, but in my, all of my career, this was the worst time for me to have this yeah. break because I was so hungry to yeah. keep going. And, you know, my home slam was in January and just it's, it's for me to process this still, I kind of can't believe it, but I do, I have, like, I've been doing a lot of also therapy, like sports therapy. Yeah. Yeah and my psychologist said one great thing that there's there's going to be a moment where you're going to be better in something once this is over and i really truly believe that because after every setback i've had in my career there's i always like had a piece of me that i wouldn't have if i didn't go through something and that's the thing that kind of keeps me going because i know i'm going to there's going to come a moment where i'm going to be like wow i i don't know if i would have had this in my arsenal kind of if Certain things didn't happen, so I'm not in a you know the best place now. But I do feel really hopeful about the future.
0: That's awesome. Hey, I have a couple of quick questions for you from from our viewers here. The first one is if you have a doubles partner wish list,
1: a doubles partner wish list,
0: um, past or present or whatever you want it to be. I think probably present, present, future.
1: Um. You know, this is the thing with me in doubles. Like, I don't really care for doubles. So I only play, like, with my friends. So yeah. I don't care if, like, someone's number one in the world. To me, it's just, like, if you're putting pressure on me to win, I don't want to play with you. So at first, I need to have good vibes. But one person, like, I would have loved to have a chance to play with Chrissy Ebert just because we're so close now. But I know yeah. she was a fierce competitor. And to see us, like, be on the same side of the net, it would have been Cool. just also probably to pick her brain as a player um but wait actually let me let me think a little more through this one you know what like everyone that's playing now hasn't ha- hasn't been an idol so i would say no one at the moment that i would because like anyone that i want i probably would already texted them <laughs> um, <laughs> love but that. no <laughs> my maria sakari is like my girl for doubles because we yeah. we literally play one close here. Yeah, uh, we're we're very close, and she's you know one of my closest friends on tour, and yeah, she she also um, loves amorphic because it means beautiful in Greek too.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was I was just gonna ask you that. So you know you need to get her some gear. Uh, I know, uh, like. A- big like gym junkie yeah, She like, yeah yeah let me know we'll send her so uh I've got some other questions here that I'm not gonna ask you because I know how you feel about them and you can guess <laughs> what area that's in um uh Andrews he started typing a question here and you answered it he was actually at uh Arthur Ashe last year and he was one of the 200 people cheering for you so he's he's excited um, <laughs> I don't I think you
1: were generous with that number
0: yeah maybe <laughs> uh so one question here from uh Andy, actually in Portland, that asks, um, do you enjoy when people notice you in public and express their admiration? Or is it just, is it stressful?
1: You know, ever since Breakpoint here in in Manhattan Beach, where I'm doing my rehab, like quite a lot of people would see me and and come and talk to me about Breakpoint. And now that I'm not playing, I would be like, oh, thank you. But you know, I, I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I feel this guilt because it's like, yeah, that's great. But that to me, like my memory is like, that was last year. Who even remembers that, you know? So it's, it's nice, but also like strange because I don't know if you're not at a tennis tournament, people usually don't recognize me at all. So it's just been, um, interesting how Breakpoint has been having an impact and it's great for tennis that people are getting into it more.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Hey, I, uh... Loved having you on. Great chatting with you, as always. You know we're rooting for you. Uh, hope your recovery goes well, goes fast, and then see you out there again, crushing the competition. Thank you so much for taking the time. And thanks for all the great questions for those that tuned in. And we will see you soon again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye now. Bye.